Johnny just took a DNA test and turns out he is that queer. I'm like 10% German. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Welcome. It is the Queer Centric. I am your host that you love the most. It's Johnny, and we are trying something very different today. You'll notice to my left is someone you've probably seen. I think it was in June. It was comedian, in June, yes. Yeah, comedian Jared Lyons Wolf is in the studio. Or I guess not studio, is no, in the coffee shop. The space. To, right? And yeah. you were nice enough to agree to our great experiment, which is we wanted to see what it would be like to do a show outside of our typical like being in studio. Mm-hmm. I love the studio. You get to feel cool, all those things. But also we want to be out and about in Spokane, uh, yeah. in the community. We'll go to Palm Springs. I don't care. Just a way to do this stuff. You, you want to be seen yes. out in the world. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I thought, why not take a camera? Does life exist if you're not filming it? Not oh. that I've seen. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would never know. It's like mm-hmm. a tree in the forest. Yeah. I don't know. Who's How do say? the Kardashians exist if the camera's not on? They they simply do not. No, they don't. Well, they're already wasting away Listen. taking Ozempic and slowly just Listen, losing Listen, I'm going to tell you the same thing RuPaul told Pearl. Until oh. that camera's rolling, nothing you say <laughs> nothing matters. Nothing you say matters. I know. Do you know, I just watched a thing on the... RuPaul, if you're watching, like, calm the fuck down. I loved Pearl. <laughs> it was like... But also, like, yeah, they're making a show. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's true. It was rude, but it's true. It was rude, but it's true. And I still love you. I mean, please, be, be nice <laughs> yeah. to me. But... Sorry, I had to drink my coffee. But this is an, a great experiment. So you agreed to come in. I We're did. going to see what it's like to actually do a live podcast in an actual, this is Lunarium for those of you in the Spoken area, uh, mm-hmm. in a live coffee shop that we have not, like it's still going, they're still selling stuff, customers come in and out. We have no permits. Nothing, yeah, nothing, <laughs> which is typically how I, I rule. Right. Someone said, we did a photo shoot in Riverfront Park and someone said, how long did it take you to get the permits? I'm like, permits? The who? What? The what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This, I live by the, you know, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Right. And it's, I live in anarchy. Yeah. So. That's why Catholicism public. has confession, but no permits. <laughs> a no permit. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think we've come up with a new part of that religion. We could sell permits to Catholics. It's not a bad idea. No, I think we're, we're in for it. But this is actually an interview. You were on, as I stated earlier, you were on a June show when you and Cameron Sullivan mm-hmm. were doing the big Pride Spectacular Space Queers yes. at the now defunct, sadly, yeah. uh, Lucky You Lounge. R.I.P. was a great venue. Mm-hmm. And so, huge show. You guys sold out. We did. Yeah. So you were here for that. And I thought, let's bring him back and make him uncomfortable. I love and, <laughs> and just have him in a new space with, no, you wrote yeah. no jokes. I... Oh, God. <laughs> was I supposed to? That's true. Like, yeah. That is true. And frightened. I love this. Well, and speaking to that, it's funny. So I reached out to you and you're like, and I'm like, would you do this? This is kind of what we're looking to do. We want to do it in a coffee shop. First thing you said was you wanted to know, wait, is this like a live show? Are people going to be staring at you at me? And I'm like, I don't think so. Cause we're not telling anybody we're doing it. We're just showing up and doing it. And I said to you, that's, it was fascinating to me. Because you're a stand-up, probably one of the scariest things I've ever done is to get on stage and tell a joke. But you said to me, yeah, but I get to craft my jokes. Right. I'm prepared. This, this is any conversation is right. far scarier than being up on that stage to That's me. That's fascinating to me. Yes. But it's a true statement. So, right. you know. And it's, it's funny when I, I appreciated how, um, how earnestly you responded to my, to my query. But actually, I, was, <laughs> I didn't even mean like, is it a live show? I meant like, 
am I going to be bothering other people? Oh. Am I going to be like mildly inconveniencing so a stranger? So you still care about others. Okay, that's only, the difference. Only strangers. That's the, yeah, Exactly. That's yeah. the difference between... No, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But pe- people in my life who I care about... <laughs> right, they can deal with it. Right. I mean, they signed on. Right. That's what I always say. They knew, they knew what they were what they were getting into. Exactly. Yeah, strangers, I don't... Well, there's, right? there's, there's only a few. And listen, this is what I think. I can. So this is what me and my friends say. I can clear a coffee shop within four minutes because mm-hmm. I'm loud and I love to laugh. And, I and your breath. And my, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's like right. probably topless, but I figure people know that already. Right. So, you know, yeah, I mean, you drink enough coffee. I think even on camera it reads, <laughs> actually. <laughs> there's like a, a heat meter. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah. it's green. The first podcast in Smellovision, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're breaking barriers yeah. here. Lots it's a sensory of sensory experience. <laughs> exactly. And so it's funny to me. Uh, so I have no idea. Kurt thought hard to do this concept, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it sounds cool. And if it works, great. So yeah. Kurt, everybody knows who Kurt is. Kurt is our producer extraordinaire. So I'm super excited to be here. He is a nervous wreck. And all I keep thinking is we're going to have fun, so yeah. we'll figure out what, what happens. So We're going to have fun. So thanks for being and down. if none of this is usable, at least we had a good time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, when I was in L.A., we used to have this, uh, the phrase that we said down there was, it was nice to have guests who were down for the cause. Mm. And that just meant guests who aren't so worried about plugging their next project, right. they're more there to have a good time. I've got nothing to plug except these holes, Johnny. I've got <laughs> nothing to plug. It's that. It's all it is. <laughs> Listen, that's all, yeah, that's all that matters to me in this world. Um, and that's what's fascinating mm-hmm. to me, is talking about these things. So, let's get into this. Yeah. And so, you as a comedian, Bridget, this is the spotlight on you, this mm-hmm. is the Oprah moment, this mm-hmm. is if Barbara Walters was still alive. Yep. Uh, I want to know where... Where do you say, I just remember there was a mic in front of me, where do you say co- your comedy comes from? Um, that's a great question, and you told me you were going to ask me this. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were forewarned. It was like four minutes ago. <laughs> that's but a lifetime. I, I don't have an answer. Um, no, I think, I mean, honestly, if I look to the roots, if I look all the way back, I mean, it's like self-preservation. So I, as a, I think a lot of, comedy people <laughs> at some point in their life felt um, you know, okay let, let, let me let me paint you a picture I love this of, of, paint of paint a picture just like I painted all of these <laughs> exactly every single um, as a young child as a wee as a wee little boy um, little gay boy who didn't really know it but also kind of knew it but everyone else yeah. knew it so it didn't matter what he knew um, have you ever heard of giggling continents I'm sorry <laughs> it is a what? it is a rare-ish thing that some kids have where when they laugh too hard they pee their pants. Oh, wait, yes, I do know what this yeah. is. Yes. Um, usually kids will have it from like ages like four to six. Um, four to 17, I had this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that I had that going for me. Um, You're like I'm, uh, someone who's given birth to three children. I'm like, yes. Yeah, in, in so many ways. <laughs> um, the, you know, I, uh, I was a very ugly kid and I only say that because People said that to my face, so like, there's no, not in a mean way, just in like, a, this is a fact that we're all <laughs> not in a mean way. <laughs> no, no. Just, no, just like in a like in a, like an encyclopedic way, like a journalistic way, they would tell me that. Um, so I needed to figure out something. Yeah, yeah. I needed to have something, and if everyone else is laughing, and I'm just making them laugh, I'm not peeing. That, really? <laughs> oh yes, because you're doing right. the work, right? And they are responding yeah. to so, you. Um, 
what was the question? <laughs> is that where your comedy comes from? No, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it it started from a just a place of um, needing to have something going for me, honestly. But um, I I think now, like where I look to for comedy, we're gonna have to edit all these pauses. I do not. <laughs> we don't edit here. It's oh, live. Oh. We want the awkward oh, and okay. all of it. We want it all. Great. I'm sure the listeners do too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. I care. Didn't we, we established earlier that I care so much about other people. Right? Oh, right. That's not what this is for. <laughs> oh my God. I completely We forgot. do love you. Please keep watching. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. So it was self-preservation. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was a need to take focus off of you. Or like have, have focus on me in a way that I had power over. Oh, that's a- And had some like level of control in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now... I think my I think my, now my comedy more comes out of a a genuine genuine I like that a genuine a genuine just bafflement at the world and the way it is yeah. and the way people treat each other and the way power exists and and just a need to um, be like hey what. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Let's look at this. Well, and honestly, and I do want to point everybody out uh, to what is the at for your Instagram? Oh, it is at Jared Lyons Wolf. Just my name as a word <laughs> in a handle. <laughs> Ivy tied up in a bow. Yeah, I love it. Well, what's great about that is there's a lot. You have lots of clips. I have a few clips in your, which is important, I think, for any uh, any artist really for that. So mm-hmm. you can go check out what he's talking about. But there's quite a few good clips in there of you presenting, like how. And once you watch a few of them, you get an idea of where your voice is mm-hmm. um, when you're going to see this comedian, mm-hmm. and it's real strong. Like oh, in you. my opinion, it's very well crafted. The mm-hmm. jokes are are something I would expect to see if I was going to watch TV or YouTube, which is really what I do. I watch YouTube way too much, but. Do you think, because I know we talked about last time you were on the show with Cameron that you both were in in New York. In New York, yeah. Before you came here. But because, like you said, you were learning to make people laugh prior to it becoming this kind of a an actual thing you do. Uh-huh. What is, did New York play a part in your crafting or how did you learn to craft a joke? Um, I think, you know... Growing up, anytime I was watching, like whether it was SpongeBob SquarePants or Seinfeld or whatever, anytime I'm watching anything, I I would want to understand why did this make me laugh? What was surprising about it? What was you know counterintuitive about it? Right. What was clever about it? And um, you know the same way that I think people who like become mechanics talk about when they were a kid, they would take apart the toaster and see how right. it worked. Like, and I'm always I, like, what? I would yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. not. I don't. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. No. 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 Um, if I have a mechanical pencil that loses a spring it's over like it's <laughs> yeah that's it like and then i get mad at it mm-hmm. because it had all the right and i'm like why yeah. was i writing on paper anyway <laughs> right with the pencil right like, who uses graphite anymore i don't this know this is this is this is wrong um yes yeah so i think just kind of dissecting what i was what i was enjoying yeah and laughing at and and trying to reverse engineer that experience yes yeah. Well, yeah. and it comes out. So do you think, so was there someone in that? Because what I love about comedians is there's a community. Like, you mm-hmm. tend to make a community when when you're out doing, you know, mm-hmm. this together. Uh, it can be, you know, typically it's late night. Typically it's on a stage. Everybody's going through the same fear. So for the beginning of a career, 
you build this community, right? Mm-hmm. No one's been singled out yet or whatever. Was there someone that helped to teach you certain things that were helpful to writing jokes? Um, yeah, I mean, so I first started doing comedy at Ithaca College when I went there. And there was kind of a, a robust community there. And um, Joe Para actually, the oh, great Joe Para, yeah. was an alumnus and was um, like the... F- he was there. He was there before I was. Like he left. Yeah. He was gone before I was there, but um, and I think his his legacy was kind of still still felt in yeah. the. But um, yeah, there was just this strong, robust comedy community. We'd you know have meet in a classroom at on a Tuesday night and 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 go through material with each other and give each other honest feedback. And um, you know, back then I was doing a lot of kind of hack shit <laughs> just you know stuff it doesn't that doesn't really hold up just to the, cutting your teeth basically, right yeah. right for sure for sure and and not that you know everyone else in the room was also a college student figuring right. out but i think yeah i think um kind of being able to have this group of people that you could just go up in front of with with no fear of judgment and yeah. and get really honest feedback because it's it's not like we were competing for anything right right we were, we were we were just all trying to get better and then go out into the world right from there yeah um yeah see i think that and i love that you mentioned joe Perry. can i say this sounds awful because i'm a big fan of his mm-hmm. and i find him funny because it's that very dry he's got that very dry humor but mm-hmm. can i also tell you what's so funny is if he is my favorite person to go to sleep to because well, he's so soothing. I don't think that would offend him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> right. yeah, he would be mm-hmm. down with that. And I always think that's so funny because I find him funny, and yet, oh, I can get the best sleep if Joe is talking, telling a story. Just do something, well, Joe. I'll tell you, my husband to fall asleep puts on Nicole Byer, which is really very counterintuitive. She's so loud. <laughs> I love her. I love her. The highs are high. Listen, she <laughs> is loud. Um, but yeah, I guess it's something about. Um, you know, she's comforting in her own way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it works. Yeah, she. Uh, I interviewed her years and years ago, and she hates me. So, Nicole, I still love you, but she does not love me. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah. See, this is Wait, the is, fun. Is this of an interview media. I could like find and listen to? Yeah, it's still out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I have. She. She doesn't always have patience for an interviewer who is not no. giving what she wants to be given. Yes. No, she does not. And I'm like, since I love her so much, it was mm-hmm. like the only. I was more heartbroken that she yep. didn't like me. Yeah, I feel that. She also hates Spokane. She's talked about that. Yes. Yeah, she, she said she's never coming back. She is. She does not mince words. No. But Nicole, I still love you. I'll come down there and say Nicole, hi. since you're still anytime. listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you have a lot of free time. Because you hate listen now. That's what's happening. She's oh, hate listening. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, mentioning your husband having <laughs> different ways to go to sleep than maybe someone who needs a little soothing, this mm. brings up a good point. Comedy is different for everybody, right? Yeah. What do you think? So for me, we were talking about before we went on. For me, I did a post recently. I have the Dom Top mm-hmm. uh, fan. For me, my comedy and the things I find funny are in contradictions. And personal contradictions. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's my favorite thing. I love, I don't have a problem laughing at myself. But for you, what do you see is that sweet spot for you in comedy? I think hearing someone say something that I, I've never heard said before, but I immediately know exactly what they mean. And I feel as if I have felt that way my whole life. Oh, wow. And this, so. Way to set the bar. Way that's, here. That's the level. I'm, no, so like this is an example from 
my own. It's not to like talk about me and my. Well, that my, is why you're here. Oh, is that what this is? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's oh what, my God. That's what an interview is. Oh, is that what self promotion is <laughs> is for? Right, um, crazy. I have this. I have this bit I do about the song for Galicious, which you saw at the yes. the space queers, yes. um, where it brings me so much joy to tell it because there are. I always hear people in the audience like yes, yes. Before I've gotten to the punchline, because they're like they know what I am saying, yeah, and they are with me, and they've never heard it expressed exactly. before. <laughs> my my little and you, the, the video is on YouTube. Go find it. Yes, um, please do. <laughs> Jared Lineswell, Space Queers. Pride Spectacular. Right. right. Um, I'm not going to tell it here, but <laughs> yeah. So I and I, that's um, that's a uh, an emotion I like to evoke. Yeah. <laughs> my, and one I like to feel when I'm. It's that listening. shared. Well, I also mm-hmm. think, don't you, as an audience member, when you're there and you do have that exchange mm-hmm. with a performer, you notice the crowd automatically gets even more excited. Yes. And yeah, I love the Space Queers audience because they're always performing a little bit too. Yes, <laughs> they are. Can I say, this was my favorite thing. I told, I had brought a friend with me mm-hmm. and we were in the front row because there were no seats. You were in the front row? Yes. And I, I told her, you. you don't typically, you don't want to sit in the front row at a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. So he's out there. Yeah, it was off to the, off to the side. Okay. Yeah. Because there were so many people I mean, I there. saw you like in the building. I did, but I want to up yes. there. I didn't notice you in the front row. I know. So see, I didn't wear my loud enough clothing mm-hmm. i needed to brighten yeah. up brighten up the day i guess so yeah yeah and i'm trying yeah. to remember what i was <laughs> what i was trying to say it was good though oh about being in the front row yes and normally you don't want to do that the space course audience yeah oh is, so okay. yeah because yeah. you were just talking about the i have never experienced an audience like that mm-hmm. so on the one side we all know that i uh, am known as a cheerleader and i love to build people up yep. and that was my audience mm-hmm. because they were all so supportive of every single person who came on stage and not afraid to be loud about it and i'm like yeah. this is what every performer needs one show a week where they are in front of this audience to you know it gives you that safe place to jump from yes they are so interactive but always respectfully yes it's never um pulling focus it's, yeah it's 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 always additive it's always supplementary yes. exactly um, i feel like it's because they whenever you feel like you have a, a piece of ownership of something mm-hmm. you're proud of that and you feel like this is so you want to just support it and yeah. not take away from it right and they all they all like turn looks when they show up for it too <laughs> i was like are yes. you, everyone was like dressed to be on stage that yeah night. yeah it's a cool audience it was it's a fun audience. well mm-hmm. and now i mean even before we move on now that uh lucky you lounge is gone where do you other than, and I know you do nine open mic mm-hmm. where is the home for space queers um I don't know that I am at liberty to say but I know that is there, there gonna be a home there, there will we'll be one there. There will be, yeah. and it's you know it's Cameron's the producer she's she'll announce it when, when yeah. it's or she'll have me announce it when it's ready to be announced <laughs> but um I have not been given the go ahead but yes it, yeah. there will space queers is not over good yeah because that's important mm-hmm. uh Cameron and I had a long conversation about this mm-hmm. and about here I love our comedy crew, but there there are factions. Sure. Kind of like what's the uh, that um, what's that new movie coming out? Song Sparrow and Songbird or Oh like the, the Hunger Games. Thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. Hunger Games sometimes. But Is the it name names? <laughs> yeah, right? I know so much. The queer mm-hmm. comedy scene is so beautiful. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and you guys tend to really support each other. So I didn't want that home to not be. But I'm glad to know that there is one. And I'm I'm at a point right now where like I, that's just like the space I want to be doing comedy yeah. in is is this, is the queer comedy scene. That's the scene yeah. I want to be in. That's what I, that's who I enjoy writing for. It's who I enjoy yeah. performing for. 
um, you know, like, no tea, no shade to, like, any other venue or scene right. that exists. Um, this is where you decide I, I know what we're talking about. But no, 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 it's true. true. But, yeah, it's, 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 I am very comfortable being, I want to be a star for them. Not for yeah. everyone, yeah. not for the world. Yeah. But yeah. I think queers have always uh, perfected this idea of creating a space for ourselves mm-hmm. because historically there hasn't been space for right. us. And so, yes, it's better than it used to be. But that's what I love because that is a skill set we have perfected mm-hmm. over decades and decades. And that's really what Space Queers has done is cultivated a space that wasn't necessarily there. Right. And has this this kind of underground feel to it, like what yeah. you're saying, like if it... it, it I don't know. I mean, I wasn't around in like the seventies, but it feels right. it, it has this underground, um, but still, I don't know. It's just it's just fucking cool. I love it. It, it. it is yeah. very, and I love that. Also, I just have to tell you, and since we're we're going to talk in a minute about what is your favorite joke you've ever crafted, mm. there are a lot of things I find funny with mm-hmm. you. I really enjoy the babysitter story. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy that. That it's so good because you. You don't anticipate the two different names you're going to draw, mm-hmm. and you think it's going to be this confusing. Oh, he doesn't know it yet, and but you know exactly what's going on. I that might be my favorite joke of mine. It's so fun. I I did um, the first time I told it out of Space Queers, got nervous. I was like, oh, people are gonna um, like like yeah. Sorry, brain fog for a second there. Let me take a sip. yeah. Take yeah. Take mm-hmm. a little. Um, for some reason, I had in my head that when I say the first name, that someone was going to be like, "No, it's this," which is oh, which yeah. is the is the final punchline, right? Um, so I like preempted it by being like, "Don't spoil this," and that just did yeah. not. Oh yeah, I, just self sabotage on stage. Like, this is a un- better gay uh, icon, right? No. Yeah, just un- no, right. just own it, right? Um, and and no one remembers that movie all that well, you know. So right, I forgot it existed until you said the name of the movie that you're, you you right. referenced in it. I'm like, oh, that's right, that right. is a movie. And this this is in my clips on Instagram. So if you want to like it pause is. the podcast and go. yeah, and go look, and then you'll come back and be like, oh, this is an even funnier moment because mm-hmm. now I understand what's going on here, right? But it's a, such a well crafted joke. That's oh, what you. I find. Uh, that's what I really enjoy about watching. Mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with our intern Noah, who is a mm-hmm. comedian himself, and we were talking about the different styles and what has hit. And, and people maybe that we don't necessarily understand. And yes. then I love a person who knows how to craft a joke. Mm-hmm. I love it. Not that I don't mind observational humor, because I'm certainly not on this show crafting jokes. I'm just talking shit and then having a good time. But I really enjoy, I think of Mike Birbiglia all the time. Mm-hmm. Not He takes it to a whole other level where it's a story time. Yes. And I love that. But you craft jokes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I really, I really try to. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, there's certainly like um, when I see people who can just like tell a story, and there's there isn't that joke structure, but it just is funny. I'm, yeah. very, I'm envious of that, and that's yeah. um, something that you know I'm always interested in trying other, other not other voices, but just like other like subtypes, yeah, of, styles and, of comedy, right, yeah. right. But um, but yeah, I'm. I'm most comfortable in that space where, like, no, 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 baby, there is a setup, there is a punchline. Right. Well, and what I love, listen, I'm like, I know people love it because I, I don't typically have people on I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so I'll Again, name pe- names. Who have you? I, oh, you, <laughs> let me tell you. But I just keep thinking because, of course, people are like, oh, you're just, uh, you know, you're again, you're talking. But I do. Mm-hmm. 
And so with your jokes, mm-hmm. what I love about them is that they're well-crafted because I know what a joke looks like. Sure. But it's not like, you're, you know how there's some comedians and they've crafted a joke, but it's like they've highlighted, look, this is my, I'm starting it right now. Yeah. Oh, this is the middle. Are you ready for the punchline? Yeah. It doesn't, it's very comfortable. Right. When and, you, do. you know, not to keep sucking the Space Quiz audience's dick, but I, I'm gonna. <laughs> but I saw some of them. But, but they, like, that is an audience where I can be very comfortable, like, being a little less obvious or in your face, and yeah. I can because they they're paying attention. They're with yeah. they're with me. Yep. Um, smart bunch of people. It a very and such yep. a large amount of people. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and so that brings up something else we were talking about before. We talked about, of course, everybody remembers uh, who Cameron is. Cameron Sullivan, who's yep. been on. She is a very driven. Like I love her. We had a business meeting, and I didn't understand at the moment that oh okay because my brain operates very much in that world, but most people don't. Mm-hmm. She came, she was prepared, she had a notebook, she had things she wanted to talk about. Yeah. I'm like, okay, God. So she is very focused. She was just down at the Burbank Comedy Festival mm-hmm. uh, playing some venues that I love when I was down there and yeah. would see. And we talked about, so goals are different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, we wanted to talk about what your future goals are. Yes. And are your goals similar to Cameron's? And you're like, oh, I take a more relaxed approach. Well, I, I, I said, you asked what, what, why I wasn't at, in Burbank with Cameron, yes. and I said, I'm just not that ambitious. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Which yeah. is true. Well, see, for one thing, like, I have a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to choose my words carefully, because it's bad for my brand if I say the whole, the whole truth. <laughs> um, I, have, I just have a day job that it is very strategic for me to make sure that that day job is getting a lot of my attention for the next year or so. Right, yep. Um... And then I can then I can maybe uh, spread my wings <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I, it's a great question, future goals. And I, if I was, if I was a serious person, I would have very specific future goals. <laughs> you would have them written and posted above your mirror. Right. I'd, yes. I'd have a bit of a vision board, perhaps. I, um, I, I just I really want to grow this this queer comedy scene that we yeah. have. I want to. I think you know. I think what we, t- we talked about last time, like Cameron and I have been, have been doing it for a minute. There's yeah. a lot of folks in there who their very first time ever yeah. was on that nine stage and they've just come so far so right? fast. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of potential for it to, um, I don't know, blossom into a bit of a media empire under, under, <laughs> I agree with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I could see myself doing like a pod. I, I, I've done a podcast before and it was, I have a hard time committing to things. <laughs> if, if it's like, oh, we have to record this every week? Right. right. Um, this is a thing? Like yeah. consistency in media? What? Right. Yeah. Which, um, it, it was called Are They Canceled? And every week we picked a I celebrity. I heard about this. You heard about it? Yes, I did. I'm try- it was you. Yeah, it was Noah, oh. our intern. He was telling me about it a few weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. Has Noah listened to it? Yes, he has. Okay. I was getting a good rundown, so please continue. It's, um... It was fun, yeah. Every week we picked a, a celebrity who was controversial for one reason or another, yeah. and we broke it down for the audience and then decided, are they canceled? I love um, that. It was it was really fun, and it, it's it's a little bit of a like, you know, f you to the idea that cancel culture even is a thing that exists. To be yeah. honest, someone th- put it on steroids. Like I get it. Like mm-hmm. let's hold each other accountable. But boy, that took off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think there's a degree to which there's a, there's a pylon culture that exists on the internet for yeah. sure. And like a like a like a temptation to just jump on whoever the you know the main character of the day is. Yeah. But I do think there's an extent to which like that's not real. Yeah. And it's not just because 
I think if if I were famous, yeah, I'd like to think that I like wouldn't engage with a lot of that, and yeah. I think you get yourself into more trouble. Thank you. Trying to appease the mob that may or may not even believe what they're saying. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's something we don't talk about. So I uh, I go with the old school notion of I do my best not to read social mm-hmm. media. Right. Because you don't want to be tempted to engage in yep. things because some of it, like you said, is is this a, we're going to make a mountain out of something that isn't a mountain. Right. And also, what do you think, can comedy exist in that vacuum of you have to be 100% correct to everybody at all times? Um, yes and no. Because I... I, I you know, if if I if I say something that is a little out of line, right? I I there are people in my life who I trust will tell yeah. me that, yeah. Um, and I will listen to that and, and hopefully adjust and hopefully not get too defensive. It's it's right. e- it's easier it's easier in the in the depends on the moment, right? It's easier in the abstract to yeah. be like just don't get defensive. It's that easy, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I I think it is it is more more possible than not to yeah. to to still make an audience laugh without throwing anyone under the bus. Right. I think there's the blatant I think uh, comedy uh, for me comedy exists so much in nuance. Mm-hmm. So like don't be an idiot. Like my religion I tell everybody all the time don't be a dick. That's very simple. Mm-hmm. That's my religion. We're doing good. But comedy exists in the nuance. You don't have to be blatantly so horrible. Right. And some comics that's where they live. That's right. their thing. And I still think they could get their kind of brand of comedy across and not have to be. But is right. that the same conversation at the same time of remember way back, I mean it's probably, like you said the 70s maybe, right. you don't remember, but of uh, the difference between what we would call blue comedy mm-hmm. and clean comedy. That was a huge conversation during yeah. the 70s and the 80s mm-hmm. and in the end is a non for me, is a non, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. The If it's done well Right, it's not like inherently fucking cause wrong all you want. To, do, yeah. to do like sexually explicit right right <laughs> whatever whatever exactly it is. um yeah and i you know that said there is also there's a type of person who i think and i've, I've witnessed this can come into a comedy space just ready to be offended yeah and, and oh, will yeah. and will hear it where it's not intended and that's yeah that's the hardest conversation to have where it's like where it's like i don't know how to t- tell you that you didn't understand the joke <laughs> Like there's that you missed this completely, yeah. Right, and you know, without getting too specific, um, it's we will take social security numbers and receipts, please. Absolutely. So please uh, share, yeah, yeah. Link in bio. Um, <laughs> it's all in the show notes. Right, right. It's there. Um, there, you know, there was there was a, a joke that someone told me that started like it's it's the way they started the joke. You're like, oh, they're gonna say something. Like this is not going where I want it to go, and that's bad. Right. But then they they flip it, and that's the structure of. Yeah. The joke, and there were there were there were some some complaints about it from people who only heard the setup. Oh, and it's like, what if I told you that a key tenet of comedy is that the punchline is not necessarily what you expect from the exactly. setup? Exactly. Sometimes and, that's the best. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, sure, if if this person had said what you think, that would be upsetting. Right. That right. would be an upsetting thing for them to say and feel right. in this space. Yeah. But the whole. Listen to the whole joke. Yes. And then let's have this conversation. Exactly. But also, you cannot go to a comedy show and be ready for someone to piss you off, which some people go in. Because right. how many... I mean, that's how I go to Spokane Comedy Club. I, all the time. <laughs> all the time. I bring a little note card so I can give a note right. afterwards and just tell them. 
this is what gets me too is that uh, like you'll hear it you'll hear it in comedy specials a lot now or if you're just hanging out with comedians everybody's got a story about oh and they were backstage afterwards and one of the people were there needed to school them mm-hmm. on a joke they didn't like and I'm like let it go right. you know what I mean unless right. they came for your kid and this was like taken then this is not a thing you know what I mean it sure. was a joke. That's, yeah, that was a specific exception you just yeah. made. Like, unless they abducted <laughs> your child, I just feel like they take it that that oh, that's that seriously, seriously. <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I have trauma. I don't in yeah. my past. It was very specific. Yeah, and it's I mean, also, but like, comedy that comes from a harmful point of view is harmful. Yes, yeah. Like, you know, Dave Chappelle. We, let's talk, like we his his yeah. humor about trans people is yeah. like actually harmful and like yeah. is. Or I look at like, like old South Park episodes about trans people that are also. It's, it's, it's like oh, they, there just, is a line, and then there is an evolution that we need to remember. Right, you know what I mean. Like if yeah. you are if you are knowingly handing talking points to people who want to do violence against a yeah. group, you can't yeah. hide behind it's just a joke. No, no, and especially not in. I mean, look at the environment right. that we are in all over the world. Right, you like, know, like be responsible. Right, yeah, like. There's some stuff going on. Yeah. And you can't yeah. just pretend that you're not aware yeah. of that. Yeah. And there is a there is a sense of um, what are people who are jerks and they feel like they have a lot of right. <laughs> I can't remember. This is a new game show now. So I'll just give you Vocabulary. Clues. Are you talking about entitlement? <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> a word I use every day. Right. Um, and yet. But, you know, there is a sense of entitlement when you've been doing comedy for as mm-hmm. long as some people some of these people have. So I think they lose touch with a lot of like, dude, are you really going to say that? Well, their day to day life is nothing like the, their audience's day to day life. Exactly. And Uh, so you lose, mm -hmm. it takes a a lot more work, the more successful you get to make sure you are connected to the audience. I think the same thing I've seen Ellen live many times. This was before she was canceled. (laughs) Yeah, back 20 years ago, it was good stuff. Um, And now (laughs) to watch it, I remember watching Mm -hmm. it change. Mm -hmm. I remember moving to LA and she would say things like, I know a lot of you people, and this is a joke that she's famous for, but she talks about, I know a lot of people, you people want to hug me. I don't want to hug a lot of you people, but you could see the truth Mm -hmm. in her eyes. And I'm like, I feel uncomfortable. Like, cause she means it. You want to look to the, you know, she means that, right? Right, and, you know, kind of you punching down it. at the yeah. audience. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I'm above you. Yes, exactly. Right. And she she absolutely believes that she's above oh, each and every one of Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole, uh, RuPaul again, I love you. But it's the whole don't make eye contact. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, going to keep keep that there. Right. Speaking of people who have lost touch with reality, Yes, exactly. Listen, my favorite story in the world is when Oprah interviewed Barbara Streisand. And Barbara Streisand went to New York and she talked about, other than painting. The painting the mic. That's Painting the mic. That that's what this hand gesture remember? was for yeah. anyone. <laughs> exactly. This mic, that's what that is. Right, the painting um, the mic's like, yeah. When she talked to Oprah, she said, not only did she surprise Oprah and paint the mic's white without asking Oprah. Set, so her good side would be to the exactly. camera. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then, even better, she talks about how, you know, Oprah, I went to my suite at the hotel, and I opened the blinds, Oprah, and there was this lovely flower garden, and but all the flowers were purple. Oprah, I don't like purple flowers. And I thought to myself, I'm going to manifest. I'm going to manifest yellow flowers. And Oprah, the next morning I got up, I opened the curtains, and the flowers were yellow. And I'm like, that's because your poor assistant spent all night painting those damn flowers. Right. Or planting them. But she believed in her heart 
that she <laughs> manifested the flowers to change color that's, overnight. That's so funny because she absolutely said it out loud to an employee who said, oh, now yes, I have to fucking... Exactly. And so all night while right. she had, you know, she took her Ambien and she put mm-hmm. the earplugs in her ear, that... And, and not once the next day did she notice that her assistant is covered in dirt. Right. Sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But got it done just in time because she knows exactly when Barbara's waking up. And it's just this idea... I call it, it is the, the fame effect. Look at Tom Cruise. You know, they mm-hmm. lose. They lose because they're surrounded by people who tell them yes all the time. Right. I wish I was surrounded by people who told me yes all the time. <laughs> These two. But don't you like being attached to reality a little I, bit? I do, actually. Yeah. I just wish that my attached to reality also... It was a better reality. And also, t- <laughs> yeah, attachment to money. That'd be great. That's, right. a, you know, that's also helpful. But as we kind of wind down, something we've been talking about is entitlements and all of these things. I want to talk about something that pisses me off on a daily basis. And I okay. want a comedy writer, someone who does this, I want his point of view, which is I want to talk about what is still going on, which is the writer's strike. Mm. And the Screen Actors Guild, mm-hmm. who of course joined forces. And this idea that it's been, what, five months? Five months, yeah. So, because we don't want to pay our writers, because your job is so easy to write comedy. Like, why do you expect people to pay? Because you do it within two seconds, right? And it's all done. Well, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What do you think about when you look? I mean, this is entertainment. We're in entertainment. What happens when you look at that, at what's going on? Well, it's, you know, I think what they're all really fighting for is for there to be an industry in the future. I think it's... And, you know, I'm obviously I'm not in the WGA. I'm not. No one's no one's actually pay. I'm, I'm writing for my own fun and pleasure at this point in my life yeah. um, just to get get my jollies. But right. Um, right. yeah, I mean, I mean, they're they're fighting for there to be an industry. And it, it is uh, bizarre to me. It's so short sighted, I think, on the part of the studios to. Well, what's fascinating is, don't you think they're they're expecting a lot from AI? I'm just gonna say, they're expecting that there it's just gonna be everything they've ever dreamed of of happening, you know? Yes, and they're fools. Yes, yes, and it's absolutely sickening. They're like, we're just gonna take your picture, and for the rest of your life, you're gonna be in a lot of movies, but you're not gonna make any money. Right, and it's like I, I don't know what they don't understand about the fact that. AI is is trained on everything that humans have have written up until yeah, now, right? Yeah. So all it is able to do is is reassemble and regurgitate that. Thank you. So it's not original material. It's, no, it is a different puzzle put together. Right. That is. I, have you ever asked ChatGPT to write you a joke? Yes, actually, yes. It's. I have tried to get it to like do a lot of things. It's like funny how not funny it is and i yeah. and i know that like i don't think chat gpt like is is the tool that studios are envisioning replacing writers i think there are there are other other models other algorithms being developed kind of more in more in secret but that are also not that impressive no, no. well what now i will say it's better i'm chewing ice on a microphone you know what you should do always chew ice on a microphone oh mine melted <laughs> i love ice um anyways i digress mm-hmm but do you? Do you rem- not really? <laughs> Typically, it's one level, just mm-hmm. complete, and it's always up here. Right, it's, it's where it is. Mm-hmm. It's where I, I I occupy my life. But one of the things that is fascinating to me, remember, like it was only like a year ago when people would ask Chat B- G- GPT, 
to create a Hallmark movie, remember? Yes. They would feed it, and then if you've ever taken the time like I did, because apparently I had it, to read the script it came up with, mm -hmm. it hurts me so much. <laughs> and yet it's yeah. hysterical. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, what, look at what executives do. That's what AI can do, is, is, exactly. is like process quantitative information and yeah. then make informed decisions exactly Re replace them with ai and then you saved all the money you need well look at sarah silverman who is a, a comedian i mm -hmm, love mm -hmm. and can be problematic but i find yep. her to be hysterical a lot of the time mm -hmm. but she's suing yes gpt because For copyright infringement it yeah took all of her material and yeah. is creating material out of her stuff so right, right now and now like ai is doing blackface <laughs> that yeah i know right <laughs> i mean you name you nailed it you should be one of the uh the defendants of the or mm -hmm. not, yeah you should be in yep. that but this is what's fascinating to me. And yet, five months in, and we still have executives that are, listen, they're going to double, triple, quadruple down because they are so sure. Right. You know what I mean? And that's terrifying to me because, mm -hmm. remember the last one was 2007, I think, was the last one? Seven, eight, yeah. Yeah, we lost so many amazing shows because you mm -hmm. can't wait forever. The And our attention span is shorter. Right. The audience isn't going to wait for these amazing, like, I mm -hmm. love comedy, I loved Mad TV more than I loved SNL, sure. and yet Mad TV fell to the wayside because mm -hmm. they couldn't come back. Uh, Angela mm -hmm. Johnson started yeah. just before the mm -hmm. writer's strike. We lost so much, and they couldn't get their feet back. So we're right. going to lose so much amazing, you know what I mean? Totally, totally. Yeah. And and the, the message that, I think, I think the, the WGA has done a pretty outstanding job making sure that a lot of the public understands what's at stake here and understands that, like, these are not just yeah. entitled writers throwing right. a fit and like taking away your favorite show. How dare they want right. health insurance? Right. And I, I think, yeah. I mean, there are certainly people who still think right. that and are going to think that. Uh, yeah. Um, they're the same people that go to the show and they're ready to be offended the minute they go into a comedy show. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to overgeneralize because mm -hmm. it's true. That's what, that's how I do it. But this facts. is what's and because I think like a writer like you eventually is going to work on something that is get you in the WGA it, that gets you. I can see that. So <laughs> it makes it. me go. This isn't I want to see this. But it's also why we say on the show all the time, support your indie artists because mm -hmm. they still can go do their own. I have a, a hand signal over here, and it looks like it's baseball hand signals. So therefore, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I think they're saying we are almost out of time. <laughs> no, I think they're saying something about not pounding your fists on the table, maybe. Oh, the, oh, look yeah. at that. I am so impressed by yeah, you. I, play, get, I played a little baseball. You get to stay on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we will edit that out. Um, he hates it. I do this at the regular studio, too. <laughs> and it drives mm. him crazy. So right. nothing new. Making every effort to not intrude into the recording. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's happening? What are we doing? I don't. I need to learn sign language better. Better. What you need to do in the old days when we had interns, we would have them write things on signs and just bring them. Oh, up. Amy Adams' yeah. um, arrival style. Oh yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, I love. I love her. Mm -hmm, I just love too. her. Yeah. Um, the ex Mormon gets to me. I really enjoy that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, that's what's fascinating to me in the writer strike. Do you? Uh, just, you know, a comedy writer out here in Spokane think that there's an end in sight. I don't know. I'm, I'm not the person to ask You're this. Like, I am in no in position years, to speak to on behalf of any of these people. Just uh, as a fan. As because a I have opinions and I have no right having most of them. Well, so. I, I, I think eventually the studios are going to have to realize that 
the writers are not giving up. Right. And that every everything they think, all the power they think they have, they kind of do not. Yeah, yeah. Well, and in the end, the reason they make the money they make is because of the talent that they screw over. Right, because they're not giving it to the people who are creating exactly. the art. And can we be honest? It's like the studio system just updated. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing that was before. So yeah. are we shocked? But this is what I love about the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild mm-hmm. is they're shadier this time. And I love it yeah. because they're like, guess what? I just got out of the meeting and this is what was said and we recorded it. And I'm like, yeah. that's brilliant because and it's been happening left and right. These guys mm-hmm. are assholes. They have their messaging <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, it's right on. So I believe we'll eventually get out of it, but I'm hoping it doesn't hurt the, I mean, already five months, how many people are going to lose their house? You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. It, yeah, it, it is. It's going to hurt people in the short term for the sake of yeah. the long term. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I have to say this was a fun conversation for me because uh, it was relaxed. I thought it was yeah. relaxed and kind of <laughs> you're like, I need a Xanax. But other than that, <laughs> it's totally good. But thank you for being the experiment mm-hmm. to do this in a, in a public forum. Oh I'm, I haven't been someone's experiment in I'm, well over right, a decade. You're like, I'm married. I am past so- that past that time in my life exactly i mean mm. you have children in the form of cats right. you have a husband i mean his whole other world it's like mm-hmm. father knows, knows best now yeah. i know it's very domestic yeah i know it's very good but yeah. still good comedy comes from this i'm sure yeah i know yeah <laughs> sure it is sure it is so thank you for coming in here and spending time with us on the queer centric remember you can check you we can check you live if you're in the spokane area you are you always down at nine's comedy night it's tuesdays at nine it's, bar and bistro yes and that is an open mic so if you're gonna go there expect um it's at it's at 8 p.m yeah. on tuesdays yeah. at nine bar and bistro um it's an open mic so yeah expect to hear um a mix of you know people bringing back their hits and yeah. trying out new stuff and um yeah it's 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 a space for 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 comedy to uh it's a little petri dish of comedy you know yeah. it's not it's not the the big show and just think uh what's so fun is i love uh when comedians have to go kind of workshop their work because if you're there and you witness the workshop and then you catch a live show later and it's the it's just a crazy moment you it's, know what i mean it's, it's a creative process that an audience can actually see from start to finish if yeah they're, if they're yeah. invested yeah uh, but you, uh, when, oh, we have to wait to hear when the Space Quiz comes back. But mm-hmm. they're going to be able to see you also doing your, not just open mic, doing your stand-up at a place maybe like Space Quiz. Yes. In the future. I'll, I'll be around. Follow me on Instagram. You'll see. I mean, no yeah. one. Also, Jared, people, Jared people Lyons book, Wolf. book me for your show. I'm like. Yeah. I'm, that's really good. I'm really good. And I'm, I don't know if everyone knows that. And they need to. And they need to. I'm also, I, I think, you know what my problem is, though? I like, I, I don't play nice. Yeah. And I, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, don't want to book me for the show because they don't like me and they're probably justified in that. What? <laughs> well, that's just rude. I'm just going to go out and say, it. there's a few shows in town I think you should, you should be on. So remember, Jared Lyons Wolf. Mm-hmm. You can go see him on Instagram. I'm sure you're on Facebook. No, you're you're wrong. I, I'm not I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm 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 on Instagram. I have I just I'm on YouTube now, just right now just like the Space Quiz videos. Those there. aren't the only two I ever go to. I always yeah. forget about the others. Right. Wait, are you on TikTok? Um I have a TikTok. It's the yeah, same okay, clips yeah, as the this. Instagram. Yeah. Just go to Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, it's worth checking out, and I'm sure you'll announce when Space Queers comes back on yes, socials. F- follow at official Space Queers yes. to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Follow at 
queer comedy night to keep up with the open mic at nine. You can see when I'm hosting. Um, I might, I think I'm hosting this week, but I also think we might be doing something a little different instead. Um, And now for something completely different. Yeah. So, um, as you can see, I'm very, I'm very prepared to market myself here today. (laughs) Listen to Are They Cancelled? It's still everywhere you get podcasts. Yes. Noah, it comes highly, I'm going to listen to it, but Noah, our intern, it comes highly, highly, uh, what's the word I'm Recommended. Thank you. I do things where words. I think oh I might God. be dying. So where words this just is, leave. This is bad. This is a <laughs> this is a whole entire aphasia <laughs> right. going on here. For a man that makes his living with words, this yeah. is a bad thing. If bad you can time. call this living, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a great. <laughs> Me and my dog on the side of the road is not great. Uh, but remember, thank you all for joining us on our first official experiment. I think every now and then we'll do it. Um, but check out this amazing comedian to my left. And continue to come back to thequeercentric.com and check out all our amazing interviews and what we're up to and what we're doing. Because I've been told many times, you're everywhere. But this is what's fascinating. People think I'm actually physically everywhere. And I'm like, do you know how uh, social media works? Right. I just, I just post I the love same you thing all, to six different yeah, places. There aren't three of me. I right. promise you that. <laughs> I need three of me. But until next time, uh, we'll see you in the airwaves. Bye. Bye. Please follow us on Patreon to support the Queerdos and all the work we do. Patreon.com slash the Queer Center.